Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Now, here's Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano. Well, yes, it is the early news. And in for Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano is Deb Valentine. And with my co-host, Jacqueline Carl, we've got all the news that is fit for you this morning here on 77 WABC. Let's get to the top five. This, this is the Top 5 at 5. All right, lots of news going on. Empire actor Jussie Smollett found guilty of facing, faking a racist and homophobic attack. Non-citizens here in the Big Apple have won the right to vote in New York City. The U.S. has a threat from China. And, uh, you know, we've heard a lot about Joe Biden's mental fitness. Well, his wife, of course, Dr. Jill Biden, calls concerned about the president's mental fitness just ridiculous. And Elizabeth Dole got emotional during services for her late husband yesterday. But first, we have some breaking news just into the 77 WABC newsroom and with... That is Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Good morning. A top figure in the sports world has died. Al Unser, four-time Indy 500 winner, has died at the age of 82. Any cause of death given just yet? Not yet. All right. Stay tuned for more on that. So Al Unser, dead, four-time Indy winner, winner, dead at the age of 82. Well, will Jussie Smollett serve prison time? The Empire actor found guilty yesterday on five of six charges for faking a 2019 fake racist and homophobic attack in Chicago. He was up there by two Nigerian brothers to boost his career. In an interview with GMA, Smollett said. But it's also the attacks. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you how do you not believe that? So charges carry a potential prison time of three years. Now, experts say, though, Smollett will likely receive probation because he has no criminal past. And uh, here's some reaction yesterday from prosecutor in the case at Stan Webb. I was very proud that this jury came to the conclusion that he's guilty. Uh, and the fact that he came up with a completely uh, ridiculous story to explain his misconduct did not apparently have an impact on the jury's verdict. So the judge uh, did not order Smollett into custody pending sentencing. His next court date is January 27th. So as you know, it's a highly polarized political story. When President Joe Biden was running for office, he had said, what happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. And back in 2019, Kamala Harris, of course, now vice president, called it a modern day lynching. All right. Uh, Jacqueline now has uh, our big New York City story. Uh, the council voting to allow non-citizens to vote here in the Big Apple. Well, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, a Democrat around for president, also referred to the alleged attack as an attempted modern day lynching. Reverend Al Sharpton. Oh, I'm sorry. Quite all right. Uh, we're going to move on now to the time to that uh, story that the New York City Council has voted 33 to 14 to vote to allow non-citizens to vote here in the city. Jacqueline has that. Yeah, the bill sponsored by New York City Councilman Dennis Rodriguez. There's so many people in Texas and other places that they want to push our society back. The bill allows 900,000 residents to vote in New York City municipal elections for positions such as mayor, public advocate, borough president, and city council. Passage allows people who have lived in New York City for 30 days or more and are legal permanent residents in the U.S. to vote. All right. And we've got a threat from China to the United States. Uh, China's promised to heavily attack U.S. troops who come to Taiwan's rescue. Now, Russia has been warned by the U.S. about its buildup of troops at the Ukraine border. The threat was reported by the Global Times. It's an official Chinese Communist Party mouthpiece. 
Joe Biden's dismissing concerns about the president's mental fitness, calling them ridiculous. She made the comment in an interview for this week's CBS Sunday Morning. A Politico Morning consultant survey found that 48 percent of respondents think Biden is mentally unfit. Forty six percent says he is mentally fit. All right. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Dole got emotional at services for her late husband yesterday. She said, uh, you know, of course, very upset. Uh, She laid her head on her husband's casket as he lied in state at the U.S. Capitol building. Of course, so we had told you before here on 77 WABC, Dole died Sunday at the age of 98 from cancer. He'd retired in 1996 after 52 years in politics. And President Biden among those paying tribute yesterday. Bob and I, like many of us today, we disagreed on a number of things, but not on any of the fundamental things. We still found a way to work together. We genuinely, we genuinely respected one another as colleagues and as fellow Americans. It was real. It wasn't fake. And Dole's funeral service is today down in Washington, D.C. at the National Cathedral. It is scheduled to start at 11 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time. A former NFL player has died. Demaryius Thomas has died at the age of 33. Police in Atlanta suburbs say Thomas was found dead inside his home. Foul play is not suspected. It's believed he died from a medical issue. He earned five straight Pro Bowls and Super Bowl during his NFL career, most of with uh, with the Denver Broncos. Oh well, that's that's sad news. Only 33 years old, Jacqueline. Wow. Wow, but they uh, do not suspect foul play in that he's believed to have passed away from some kind of a medical issue. Of course, there will be an autopsy, and we will be learning more about uh, his death. Just 33 years old. Wow, wow. Now let's get covered with your weather. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today. Highs in the mid to upper 40s tonight, mostly cloudy. A chance of showers on the overnight, lows around 40. And for Saturday, it's cloudy with rain possible in the afternoon. Highs in the mid-60s. Now, Sunday seems to be the better of the two days of the weekend. Mix of sun and clouds. Clouds, highs in the 50s. WABC News Time, 508. So no snow in the forecast. None that I see. Unfortunately. (laughs) Well, I I remember when we did this last week, Matt. You said that we were having snow on Wednesday. We got a few flurries. We we got a few flurries. I woke up to a couple bits of snow on my car, but I was just, I was like, oh, man. At least least it puts everybody in the Christmas spirit. And I'll tell you, they were in the Christmas spirit. Here in Midtown yesterday, that new Christmas tree is up. It's lit outside Fox Studios at 48th and 6th Avenue. After the first one, as we had been telling you, was set ablaze by that homeless suspect who is now out on bail, thanks to bail reform. And, of course, his release sounding the horn about the call for bail reform. And uh, here in New York State, former Governor David Patterson talked to our very own 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis about bail reform and lax releases by progressive judges in the post-George Floyd world. Tish James was trailing 41 to 17 to Governor Kathy Hochul in New York City. So if that was supposed to be her strong point, it was a very poor polling. The issues with Governor Cuomo fighting back, he didn't just resign and go away like a lot of people do. So that's a problem because a lot of Democrats still support Governor Cuomo. And then you've got the issue that uh, James wants to, uh, you know, subpoena President Trump. So she's got a lot going on. And really, when you're running for governor, you've got to be in it every day, almost all the time. And so far, she hasn't been able to do that. And so that's, uh, you know, I guess she just thought she'd live to fight another day. And, yeah, so we also uh, talked to Katz about New York State Attorney General Letitia James wanting uh, former President Donald Trump to testify with civil fraud probe in connection with his business practices and the fact that she has also dropped out of the race for New York governor. And uh, she was behind uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul in the polls And uh, we'll be having more on that as well. Now, also, President Biden, we want to tell you, is getting some negative marks again in a new Marist poll. And Jacqueline's going to have that story. But more on this tree lighting last night that we were telling you about outside of Fox headquarters. And uh, one of the people there at that five o'clock ceremony was our very own 77 WABC host, Judge Janine Pirro. Well, first of all, I just think that the tree is beautiful. I'm thrilled that it's back up. And you know what? We are as happy as we were two days ago, and we're not going to let anyone dampen our spirits. 
And, of course, Judge Jane's show is right here on 77 WABC every Sunday from 11 to 12. The Judge Janine Tunnel Two Towers program. Well, Jacqueline, I hear that President Biden is getting some negative grades once again. Yes, a new Marist NPR national survey released Thursday gives him a 43 percent approval rating and a 51 percent disapproval rating. The poll mirrors recent surveys done by Monmouth University and The Wall Street Journal. Ah, we are not surprised to hear that. All right. Former reality TV star John Duger faces 20 years in prison. The former 19 Kids and Counting star found guilty yesterday of receiving and possessing child pornography. His wife, mother of his seven kids, left the courthouse absolutely stone-faced. Well, 512 here at 77 WABC. So New York State Attorney General Letitia James wants former President Donald Trump to testify with civil fraud probe into his business practices. James plans to subpoena Trump to answer questions on January 7th. Now, that is according to two people familiar with that situation, and that's what they told the publication The New York Times. I'm an independently elected official in New York. Um, and the investigation that we are ongoing is as a result of the testimony of um, Michael Cohen uh, before Congress. And in that, Michael Cohen testified that, in fact, uh, the financial statements of the Trump organization uh, include uh, information uh, that, uh, the, that the president, as well as um, some of his children, yep. perhaps inflated his assets uh, so that they can get financial terms for loans and for and for insurance coverage. And she says that Trump is also not being subpoenaed because he's former president. James, of course, meanwhile, has dropped out of the race for New York governor. She'd been behind in the polls. Uh, Of course, New York Governor Kathy Hochul is running. And uh, James said yesterday she wants to focus on important ongoing investigations. Meanwhile, an embattled uh, top educational official is out, Jacqueline. Yeah. SUNY Chancellor James Malatras resigned Thursday. His resignation comes after he allegedly smeared one of the disgraced ex-Governor Cuomo's sexual harassment accusers. Now, Cuomo, of course, resigned in August after State Attorney General Letitia James found he sexually harassed 11 women. And also, we've got some news in the uh, business world and with stocks this morning. Yes, after three days of stocks rebounding, the Nasdaq lost a little over a point. S&P fell 0.7%, and the Dow moved less than a point lower, finishing at the flat line, but all are expected to finish the week higher. The labor market recovery still strong based on labor reports on jobs claim stats. Unemployment claims reported to be at their lowest since 1969. Now, according to Fed's, jobless claims are well beneath pre-pandemic levels, suggesting a booming labor market moving towards life before the pandemic. New information Thursday showing new unemployment claims below 2 million. Now, during the height of the pandemic, it was almost at 6 million. Wow, we've made a lot of progress. (laughs) But, unfortunately, I understand if I get my bagel this morning, that I can't get any cream cheese. What's going on? Well, yeah, we're having a cream cheese issue Oh, you're kidding. Really? Yeah, we've mentioned this because we know how New Yorkers love our bagels. Supply chain issues have caused a cream cheese shortage, but... Uh, have we considered how this will affect cheesecakes? The owner of Junior's tells CNN the shortage is so severe they had to pause cheesecake production at their New Jersey oh, no. factory last Friday. No! I know. Uh, juniors are my favorite cheesecakes. Do you want me to get my people on it? Would you, please? <laughs> okay. I think there's... Junior's has a, a business over here on 49th Street, I think. I think we should go and try and, like, you know, grab all some the cream cheesecakes cheese. we can. Yeah, let's go try and find some cream cheese. Help them out there. Help them out. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I just saw Sid Rosenberg down the hallway, so he's in the house. And, of course, we'll be coming up to Bernie and Sid at 6 o'clock. But first, sports. Yes, and here is what's going on in the world of sports. Ely Tovelin scored with 11 and a half seconds left to cap the Nashville Predators. Third period rally for a 4-3 victory over the New York Islanders last night. The Islanders led 3-2 after Noah Dobson's goal early in the third, but Nashville rallied to keep New York winless in seven games at its new arena. Nashville's Yakov Trenin tied it with 7, and 29, 7 minutes and 29 seconds left, and Tolvanen tipped a 
shot from the point past Semyon Varlamov. Var- the Islanders are 0-5-2 at UBS Arena, which opened with much last f- fanfare late last month. It's the first time in NHL history that a team has gone winless in its first seven games at a new venue. Now, that was hockey. Here's what you can expect this weekend. In basketball, the Knicks are taking on the Bucks at MSG. Islanders and Devils are playing at UBS Arena. Outside the at this area, rather, uh, the Rangers are going to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. The Nets are in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. And NFL Week 14 action. Jets are playing the Saints at MetLife on Sunday. And the Giants are in Los Angeles to cut the cord on the Chargers, we only hope. And that's your sports at 15 and 45. I'm Matt Sapienza and WABC Early News. Did you watch that Rutgers video? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It is absolutely incredible. Three seconds to go to the buzzer. And uh, they. Threw it was a probably shot. like, from what threw I hear, shot. it was the, like that Detroit Lions game. It's like, they, oh my God, everybody ran out onto the court and they went wild. Oh my God, Joe must have been going nuts. Oh yeah, you know what? When I saw that video this morning, he's the first person I thought to. Our own Joe Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? That I'm a Seton Hall guy. I went to Seton Hall. Yes. <laughs> yes. I work for yes. Rutgers, but I went to Seton Hall. Yes. So I was up at Newark last night to watch them play Texas. Right. There and, and Seton Hall's ranked twenty third, and and um, and Texas is ranked seven. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens. Wow. Five. You know, at fourteen seconds left, Seton Hall puts one in, wins sixty four sixty. Just unbelievable. What, what a great, great night great for night. New Jersey college basketball. Just absolutely unbelievable. And the crowd went wild. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the first time ever that two of the teams beat top ten teams the same night at home. Ha- has to be. I don't think that ever happened. Yeah, well, hats off, man. Jacqueline, what's going on with our weather this morning? A mix of sun and clouds today. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Tonight, though, mostly cloudy and we might see a chance of showers on the overnight. Lows around 40. Saturday, it's cloudy with rain possible in the afternoon. Highs in the mid 60s. Sunday looks to be the better of the two right now with a mix of sun and clouds. Highs in the 50s. WABC News Time, 518. All right, so just a little bit warm. All right, we got a little bit more trouble for former President Donald Trump. Here is the latest. A federal appeals court yesterday denied his efforts to block the release of the National Archives from turning over White House records when Trump was president to the committee investigating the January 6th riot. Now, Trump's spokesperson is Liz Harrington, and she quickly responded, vowing that Trump would take this case to the U.S. Supreme Court. She said... Regardless of today's decision by the appeals court, this case was always destined for the U.S. Supreme Court. President Trump's duty to defend the Constitution and the office of the presidency continues, and he will keep fighting for each and every American and every future administration. She tweeted that tweet from Liz Harrington, a spokesperson for the president. All right. A couple students under investigation here in New York. Chapel, what's going on? Yeah, they are under investigation. They're accused of tasing each other at school. This happened yesterday, uh, Thursday morning on a playground at PS 169 in the Upper East Side. Police say a 13-year-old girl used a taser on an 11-year-old boy, then forced the same boy to tase another student. Really? Did they say why? I mean, what was the motive? Just causing trouble or just... They're kids. Someone got a hold of a taser. What else would you do? Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. Big press conference yesterday by our incoming New York City Mayor, Eric Adams. Uh, He has, in fact, uh, officially announced now that he's tapped David Banks as New York City's new school's chancellor. So... Banks introduced yesterday morning by incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams. It was at PS 161 in Crown Heights in Brooklyn. Those bugles you hear now is David Chancellor coming in. Help is on his way. All right. Banks says among his goals now is to make education fair for all students, regardless of their ethnicity. Banks replacing outgoing Chancellor Misha Ross Porter. So her reign will end as New York City Mayor de Blasio's term closes out. That happens on December 31st, and she plans to take a job with a nonprofit. Now, some of you won't want to hear the latest from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert. But Fauci said Wednesday that the definition of a fully vaccinated person in America will eventually change to require a booster dose as well. Right now, Kate, I don't see that changing tomorrow or next week. 
But certainly, if you want to talk about what optimal protection is, I don't think anybody would argue that optimal protection is going to be with a third shot. Whether or not it officially gets changed in the definition, I think that's going to be considered literally on a daily basis. That's always on the table. Fauci also hinted health officials are already investigating the potential need for a fourth dose of the vaccine after people receive their boosters. A fourth dose? Yes. I just think it's just going to go on and on like the flu shot. Wow. I think eventually what they're going to do is to have a combination shot. You know, every year you get your flu shot. Oh. I think eventually we're going to have a combination flu shot and COVID booster. Eventually, everything's going to be rolled into one. Make things convenient for people, right? Well, yeah, that could be a good idea. I'm getting my booster sometime soon. Will I be as knocked out as I was when I got my second Pfizer shot? Well, oh, so you had Pfizer. I had J&J. Mm-hmm. And then, which, as you know, it's one and done. Yeah. So I had that back, I think it was like April 6th or something like that. I got it. My husband got it the next day. So then, of course, six months after, you're eligible for your next shot which I just received about, I want to say, a month ago. So I had, I had the original shot, then I had the booster. When I had the original shot, it took almost a week. And I, I'll tell you, I was out sick for three days. Yeah. Had, then I was like, oh, no, I'm getting the booster, okay? Got the booster, nothing, absolutely nothing. Felt fine. Wow. Didn't even know I even ever had the booster. But I have. Yeah. Th- I mean, I felt nothing when I got my first shot. The second shot, I had to show up here the next day for a meeting. <laughs> was that Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer. Because th- that happened to me on my second shot of Pfizer. Yes. One, it- one full day of being wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was like relatively new to the time that I got it. But when I uh, showed up uh, the next day, because I had to be here for like a board op meeting. And... It was the equivalent of when people found out that I got the shot. It was the equivalent of uh, people um, like you're the kid in school that takes out the pack of gum and everyone wants a piece. Oh, (laughs) that's exactly what it was like. (laughs) Oh, goodness. And so did you have any reaction, Jacqueline, or, or you were fine? Because you're, you're vaccinated, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have to tell us. but No, I was just saying that what I, first Pfizer dose, no problem. Second one, I couldn't move the whole next day. Wow. And then I how mean, long did it take you to Just a better? day. Yeah. The, just the next day, it was like I couldn't move my arm. I felt achy, feverish. I had to wrap myself in a blanket and just like, you know, moan for the, the, on my couch for the day. But then by the next day, I was okay. Yeah, but better than getting the full-bledged COVID, right? Absolutely. Right, right. And, of course, now New York City Mayor de Blasio causing more controversy before he leaves office. Mm -hmm. And he wants, he's issued this mandate that all people, all all private employers, you must have your employees vaccinated, he's saying, by December 27th. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. Of course, we know President Biden's uh, attempt at getting private employers to have all of their vaccines uh done yeah you know to be able to work in the office is being shot down of course the u.s senate shot that down earlier this week and it's likely you know that president biden if it even goes through the house and reaches his desk will be vetoed so that's not it's probably not going to happen people are so confused right and plus there's all the misinformation out there oh yeah on, on some of our social media websites, too. So NYPD uh, busy this morning. If you want to take this story, Jacqueline, I don't know where you are in a script, but uh, uh, this. Oh, OK, I'll do it for you. All right. Five year old is OK oh, yeah. this morning. But y- you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's tell I, us about it. What's going just, on? OK, five year old. OK, but cops are searching this morning for the man who stole a vehicle with a child inside. It all began with a Nissan Rogue uh, left the building, was stole from in front of the post office on 167th Street in the Morrisania section of the Bronx. The car with the five-year-old was found, though, at 3494 Park Avenue. Oh, so the kid's OK. Well, they found but- the car with the five-year-old, so I'm assuming... Right, right. And then, you know, as a matter of, uh, you know, practice, they always take these kids to the hospital ch- to check yes, them out. They, absolutely. they really have to. So I think more the than person likely, didn't know the kid was in the car. kid was in the car. Right. Absolutely. But then again, who leaves their car idling outside the post office with the kid in it and when, and the keys? <laughs> I would leave. No, I, I mean, I, seriously, you leave your five year old in the car. I know. Running outside the post know, office. What do you expect? Well, you don't expect that, but it's still it's still you know, sort of t- 
tough to Now, to have explain. we heard anything about uh, potential charges against the person who left that car running, if, whether it was the parent or somebody else? I, or not yet. Or I think everyone's just so relieved they found the, the five-year-old that that's like what's what they're focusing on now and i'm sure then it'll be an explanation from the parents or whoever left the child in there as to how this how they could have done that and who who's going to somebody's gonna you know be in a little bit of trouble over this oh i'm sure i i know the nypd is investigating this case but uh you know if you're just tuning in to us so this five-year-old okay after somebody we don't know if it was a parent or a babysitter or what left a vehicle running outside the post office on 167th street and uh, they found the car with the child inside but whoever stole it at large and the whole thing's under investigation all right joe nolan yes. you are back up with us all right. On the Jersey Turnpike, it's travel northbound on the inner roadway between 7 and 8. There's an accident there. Again, the right lane going to be out of service as you head northbound on the Jersey Turnpike. But also, don't forget that outer roadway is shut down for the overnight roadwork. So the combination of the two, you're going to have really quite the mess northbound on the Jersey Turnpike. Now, if you're heading inbound, Lincoln Hall and George were in good shape. I just checked all the mass transit. Everybody running on or close to schedule. And alternate side again today is in effect. And this report is the service of Indeed.com. Take the short cut to your next great hire when you sponsor a job on Indeed. Instant Match immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Joe Nolan, Traffic on the Sevens, Talk Radio 77, WABC. All right, and we've got you covered. If you're heading out the door or to the subway or whatever, is it a bundle-up kind of day, Jacqueline? Yeah, they're all bundle-up kind of days for a while. Um, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds today, highs in the mid to upper 40s. It's going to feel cold. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers on the overnight, and the overnight low was around 40. For Saturday, cloudy rain possible in the afternoon. Highs in the mid-60s, and then Sunday, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds. The better of the two days. Highs in the 50s on that day. WABC News Time 528. All right, and when we come back, Deb and Jacqueline will have the top five at 530. I'll be back with sports at 45. And a whole lot more news coming your way on the WABC Early News. We will be back in just 90 seconds. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Now, here's Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano. All right, and for Juliet Huddy and Frank Morano is Deb Valentine and Jacqueline Carl. I, I hear Juliet's not feeling too well. Uh, hopefully she is on the men. Let's give her a shout out. And of course, Frank Morano, who knows he could be up with the baby. Right. right now. So, of course, he's a new dad, uh, his new son, born on Thanksgiving. So he's he's home and enjoying being a brand new dad. I, I, I think it's cool that they get paternity leave now. Yeah. I don't know if our employers would agree or anyone would, uh, would oh, agree. Right, right. But, but I think it's great, and I think it helps the mom. And it absolutely does. And I think it's something like 12 or 13 weeks, and you get to bond with your newborn or your newly right. adopted child, which is really nice. I mean, it, it goes so fast. It goes so fast in, in the blink of an eye. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get to our top five stories. It's the top five at 530. All right. Empire actor Jesse Smollett found guilty of faking a racist and homophobic attack. Well, non-citizens here in the Big Apple, they've won the right to vote in New York City. The U.S. facing a threat from China. Joe Biden calls concerns about the president's mental fitness simply ridiculous in a new interview. And Elizabeth Dole, understandably emotional during services for her late husband. Okay, we found out this morning, just before we came into the show, a top figure in the sports world has died. Al Unser, four-time Indy 500 winner, has died at the age of 82. He's the only guy, Deb, that had a, a... a brother and a son that also won. Wow. So he certainly leaves behind a legacy. Yes. Uh, any cause of death, COVID or anything, we just don't know yet. It just came in before we walked in and they haven't right. said. They haven't said officially yet. So, okay. But Al Unser, four-time Indy 500 winner, has passed at the age of 82. All right. So everybody's wondering, of course, you know, this Jesse yeah. Smollett situation, so controversial, <laughs> even when it first broke back in, in 2019. And everybody wondering, full serve prison time. Of course, he's uh, the actor from Empire, found guilty Thursday on five of the six charges that they had against him for faking that 2019 racist and homophobic attack in Chicago. And, of course, lying to Chicago cops. 
He was helped by two Nigerian brothers, and the whole motive behind this whole thing was so Smollett could boost his career. In an earlier interview with Good Morning America, Smollett said this. But it's also the attacks. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you how do you not believe that? All right. And obviously the jury didn't buy his story. Charges carrying a potential prison time of three years now. And experts say Smollett will likely receive probation, though, because he has no criminal past. And uh, Dan Webb, the prosecutor in the case, here's some reaction from him. I was very proud that this jury came to the conclusion that he's guilty. Uh, and the fact that he came up with a completely uh, ridiculous story to explain his misconduct did not apparently have an impact on the jury's verdict. All right. So highly polarized political story. The judge did not uh, take Smollett into custody or order him into custody pending sentencing. The next court date is January 27th. Of course, this has been a very uh, highly polarized political story. When Joe Biden was running for president, he tweeted, what happened today to at Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. And back in 2019, Kamala Harris, of course, now vice president, called it a modern day lynching. There's also a few other comments that were made. Um, I know New Jersey Senator Cory Booker and even the Reverend Al Sharpton had weighed in on this, too. What did they say, Jacqueline? Yeah, Booker said a Democrat who ran for president also referred to the alleged attack as an attempted modern day lynching lynching. Sharpton claimed that the guilty must face the maximum for the alleged crime committed against Smollett. Biden, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttleg took Smollett's side. Did I say that right? Buttigieg. Uh, thank you. I did the same thing when, he, like, first, when he was running for president. Yes. And then I, you know, how to pronounce dot com becomes our best friend. (laughs) Buttigieg. Thank you. Well, he took Smollett's side as well and used the incident to push for a hate hate crime legislation. All right. So lots and lots of reaction there. All right. Highly uh, controversial move by the New York City Council passed last night. Jacqueline, what is going on? Well, it passed by 33 to 14 vote. The council has okayed voting for non-citizens. There were two abstentions. The bill sponsored by New York City Councilman uh, Dennis Rodriguez. There's so many people in Texas and other places that they want to push our society back. Yes, we do. Now, the bill allows 900,000 residents to vote in New York City municipal elections for positions such as mayor, public advocate, borough president, and city council. All right. And also, we've got this threat from uh, China to uh, the U.S. So, yeah, you were going to say the passage allowing what people have lived in New York City for for 30 days or more and are legal permanent residents in the U.S. to vote. Oh, so that's the key. You have to be a legal permanent resident. It's not just anybody. Right. Oh, okay, exactly. got that, got that. And then there's a threat, I understand, this morning to the United States from China over Ukraine. Yeah, China's promise to heavily attack the troops who come into Taiwan's rescue. Russia has been warned by the U.S. about its buildup of troops at the Ukraine border. The threat was, that was reported by the Global Times, an official Chinese Communist Party mouthpiece. All right. I know uh, President Biden had that uh, video conference call with Russian right. President Vladimir Putin earlier this week. Yeah. And he was saying that he felt that because they want to be part of the U.N. and they can the U.S. can like deal with them on a financial level, that that would be enough, that he could make him back down. But it doesn't seem with economic sanctions. Right. And so but now it's like a wait and see thing. Okay, so we're going to see. So that uh, situation very tense at the moment. All right. Now, uh, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, President Biden, all these questions surrounding his Mm -hmm. mental capabilities. As we know, he's 78 years old. Yeah. And uh, Jill Biden has done an interview which will air um, on CBS Sunday morning. And they released just a little bit of it. uh, No sound. But Jill Biden did dismiss during this interview concerns about the president's mental fitness. She called all these comments absolutely ridiculous. But we've all seen him during his press conferences he stuttered and he forgets what he's saying and he you know has to go back and repeat himself and and that kind of thing so jill biden made these comments in an interview for this week's cbs sunday morning 
And, uh, you know, people apparently, you know, are, are concerned about the president. A Politico uh, morning con- uh, consult survey recently done finds that 48 percent of respondents think Biden is mentally unfit. Forty six percent say he is mentally fit. So, so, you know, real concerns out there. But, of course, Lotus refuting it. All right. Bundle up. Rain, snow. What's going on? Well, we're going to see a mix of sun and clouds today. Highs in the mid to upper 40s tonight. Mostly cloudy. A chance of showers on the overnight lows around 40. Saturday, cloudy with rain possible. In the afternoon, highs in the mid 60s, and Sunday, a mix of sun and clouds, highs in the mid 50s. WABC News Time, 539. All right. Elizabeth Dole, very emotional at services yesterday for her late husband. As you know, uh, you heard about yeah. it here on 77 WABC. Of course, Bob Dole, Biden stayed at the U.S. Capitol, died Sunday at the age of 98 in politics for 52 years. He retired back in 1996 following his presidential run. 52 years in politics. He had announced that he had had cancer. And President Joe Biden among those paying tribute Thursday. Bob and I, like many of us today, we disagreed on a number of things, but not on any of the fundamental things. We still found a way to work together. We genuinely, we genuinely respected one another as colleagues and as fellow Americans. It was real. It wasn't fake. And services for the late Bob Dole, former U.S. Senator, former presidential candidate, continued today at the Washington, D.C. National Cathedral with that funeral service is scheduled to begin at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Well, we've gotten word that a very young former NFL player has passed away. Who was it, Jacqueline? This was Demarius Thomas, and he died at 33. Police in Atlanta suburbs say Thomas was found dead inside his home. Now, they say foul play isn't suspected, but it's believed he died from a medical issue. He earned five straight Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl ring during his NFL career, most with the Denver Broncos. But 33. 33 years old. My God. Wow. I know a lot of these athletes, you know, they find undiagnosed heart problems and you hear these horrible sad stories. Maybe a high school football player Mm -hmm. passes away after, you know, dying during practice just, just yes. terrible so they'll do an autopsy here uh but official cause of death not not released yet wow just 33 years old oh former reality tv star john duger facing two decades in prison jacqueline mm. uh of course he was with the show former uh, 19 kids and counting star of course the show canceled after news of his you know different uh, accusations broke but now he has been found guilty of both receiving and possessing child pornography his wife and mother of seven kids left the court just absolutely stone-faced uh without comment yesterday he remains held pending uh, his sentencing all right wabc news time coming up on five forty-three, and uh, we've heard so much about that fox christmas tree that somebody set ablaze of course a homeless man yep uh mental uh, illness right. uh, you know in the past and everything and of course it's it's talking about lighting a christmas tree on fire it's also set ablaze uh this whole controversy about the call for bail reform but they had that ceremony uh outside the fox studios yesterday at 48th and 6th avenue they got a new tree built up and running and everything you want to tell us a little bit about that after that first one was set ablaze by that homeless suspect who is out on bail yeah unbelievable well for a cute story before that last night people were putting like like a just regular citizens putting a little tree outside, like just as a tribute until they could get the new one up. I guess people felt bad. I mean, Christmas tree. How wouldn't you feel bad? A new Christmas tree is up and lit outside the Fox Studios at 48th Street and 6th Avenue. After the first one was set ablaze by a homeless suspect out on bail, the release sounding the horn about the call for bail reform. Tish James was trailing 41 to 17 to Governor Kathy Hochul. In New York City. So if that was supposed to be her strong point, it was a very poor polling. The issues with Governor Cuomo fighting back, he didn't just resign and go away like a lot of people do. So that's a problem because a lot of Democrats still support Governor Cuomo. And then you've got the issue that uh, James wants to, uh, you know, subpoena President Trump. So she's got a lot going on. And really, when you're running for governor... You've got to be in it every day, almost all the time. And so far, she hasn't been able to do that. And so that's, uh, you know, I guess she just thought she'd live to fight another day. 
All right, so that's former Governor David Patterson, who talked to 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis about bail reform and lax releases by progressive judges in the post-George Floyd world. So they talked about a lot of topics, but he also weighed in on New York State Attorney General Letitia James. Now, she wants former President Donald Trump to testify about civil her civil fraud probe into his business practices. And what she plans to do is subpoena Trump to answer questions on January 7th. And, of course, meanwhile, James has also dropped out of the race for New York governor. She was behind New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who has declared her candidacy in the polls. And uh, so she does plan to run again. And what James said yesterday was that she simply wants to focus on important ongoing investigations. And at the tree lighting, too, yesterday um, was our own Janine Pirro, and uh, she took part in that tree lighting yesterday. Uh, cut 23, Matt, if you can well, get to that. Well, first of all, I just think that the tree is beautiful. I'm thrilled that it's back up. And you know what? We are as happy as we were two days ago, and we're not going to let anyone dampen our spirits. All right. And Judge Janine's show is here on 77 WABC every Sunday morning. You can give a listen, 11 to 2. The Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers program coming up on 545 here at 77 WABC. We've got some breaking news. This breaking news. WABC. Julian Assange's extradition to the United States has been granted by U.K. judges. This is absolutely massive, massive breaking news. So once again, British judges have granted a U.S. request to extradite Julian Assange in this remarkable legal blow to the man who has spent almost a decade fighting attempts to remove him from Britain. Now, this decision reverses a lower court's ruling that had blocked the WikiLeaks founder from being sent to the United States to face criminal charges for fear that prison conditions there would result in his suicide. So the case will now be referred to the U.K. Home Office. Of course, Assange, 50 years old, he's been in prison or in the Ecuadorian embassy in London since 2012, as he fought attempts to to send him to face charges first in Sweden and then in the United States. So that's that's the big news this morning. Julian Assange's extradition to the U.S. granted by U.K. judges. All right, 546 now. (laughs) Yep, here's what's going on in the wide world of sports. The Islanders led 3-2 to after Noah Dobson's goal early in the third, and they got... A, they actually lost 4-3 to three over the Nashville Predators. Here's what you could expect this weekend in the world of sports. The Knicks are taking on the Bucks at MSG. Islanders or Devils are playing at UBS Arena. Outside of this area, the Rangers are going to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. The Nets are in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. And NFL Week 14 action. Jets are playing the Saints at MetLife on Sunday. And the Giants are in Los Angeles to cut the cord on the Chargers. We hope, we hope, we hope. And that's your sports at 15 and 45. Matt Sappy ends up saying, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. All right, Jacqueline's got the weather. And clouds today, highs in the mid to upper 40s tonight. Mostly cloudy, a chance of showers on the overnight with lows around 40. Saturday, it'll be cloudy with rain possible in the afternoon, highs in the mid 60s. And Sunday, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds, highs in the 50s. WABC News Time, 547. All right. Meanwhile, President Biden is getting some negative grades once again. Yeah. A new Maris NPR national survey released Thursday gives him a 43 percent approval rating and a 51 percent disapproval rating. The poll mirrors recent surveys done by Monmouth University and The Wall Street Journal. All right. Right. No, no. Meanwhile, uh, back here in New York State, Attorney General Letitia James wants former President Donald Trump to testify in her civil fraud probe into his business practices. So James plans to subpoena Donald Trump to answer questions, and that'll happen January 7th. Two people familiar with the situation told The New York Times. I'm an independently elected official in New York, um, and the investigation that we are ongoing is as a result of the testimony of um, Michael Cohen uh, before Congress. And in that, Michael Cohen testified that, in fact, uh, the financial statements of the Trump organization uh, include uh, information uh, that, uh, the, that the president, as well as um, some of his children, perhaps inflated his assets uh, so that they can get financial terms for loans and for, fi- and for insurance cor- coverage. 
All right, so Letitia James there. Now, meanwhile, she's also dropped out of the race for New York governor. She was behind in the polls uh, compared to New York Governor Kathy Hochul. And, of course, Hochul is running. And uh, former Governor David Patterson on Cats at Night as well. And uh, James said she wants to focus on important ongoing investigations. All right. Um, James Malatras has been in the news lately. What is the latest on the embattled SUNY chancellor? I'm glad you said Malatras because it's, it's like a 50-50 chance whether I'll get that name right. For some reason, it went in my head the wrong way and it never like got right. He's out. Embattled by SUNY chancellor uh, Malatras resigned Thursday. His resignation, his resignation comes after he allegedly smeared one of the disgraced ex-governor Cuomo's sexual harassment accusers. Now, Cuomo Cuomo, of course, resigned in August after State Attorney General Letitia James found he sexually harassed 11 women. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So he is out, done, mm-hmm. done, and done. And uh, you want to take a quick look at sure. stocks? Let's okay. do that. After yep. three days of stocks rebounding, the Nasdaq lost a little over a point. The S&P fell 0.7%, and the Dow moved less than a point lower, finishing at the flat line. But all are expected to finish the week higher. All right, and really good uh, news from the Labor Department yesterday, yes. too. The reco- labor market recovery is still strong based on labor reports on jobs claim stats. Unemployment claims reported to be at their lowest since 1969. Wow. This is like around the time Joe Nolan was born. I'm just kidding. According <laughs> I, to- hope he's, I think he's probably <laughs> monitoring down in his basement. Yep. According to, but next to his train set. According to Fed's, jobless claims are well beneath pre-pandemic levels, suggesting a booming labor market moving toward life before the pandemic. Pandemic. New information Thursday showing new unemployment claims below 2 million. Now, during the height of the pandemic, Deb, last year, it was almost at this time 6 million. And, of course, a lot of those uh, pandemic benefits have run out. And so that's been yes. an impetus for folks to, to get back to work, too. And, of course, the COVID vaccines. And Some everything. people retired early because of the pandemic. But will they be able to get their bagel with cream cheese if that's- they're working? That is the question. This is the most important story of the dinner. <laughs> now, we've mentioned this because we know how New Yorkers, we, how we love our bagels. And we love our bagels with, with cream our cheese. With our schmear. Supply chain issues have caused a cream cheese shortage. But have we considered how this will affect cheesecakes? The owner of Junior's tells CNN the shortage is so severe they had to pause cheesecake production. I can't even bring myself to say stop. Just pause cheesecake production at their New Jersey facility last Friday. Hmm. They'll have to start making their own. I hear these 100-pound blocks of cream cheese are out on tankers sitting in the ocean. Yeah. That, that they can't, either they don't have the truck drivers to bring it in or they don't have the people to un- unload. People will be standing on street corners selling cream cheese now. like, And you can make your own. You can make your own cream you cheese. You can make your own cream cheese. What is this you Just speak Google of? the recipe. No. You can. No. You really can. I don't believe you. There's more to <laughs> There's more trouble for former President Donald Trump, you know. A federal appeals court Thursday denied his efforts to block the release of the National Archives from turning over White House records to the committee investigating the January 6th riot. But to his spokesperson, who's Liz Harrington, quickly reacted, vowing Trump would take this whole thing to the U.S. Supreme Court. And here's what Harrington tweeted. Regardless of today's decision by the appeals court, this case was always destined for the U.S. Supreme Court. President Trump's duty to defend the Constitution and the office of the presidency continues, and he will keep fighting for every American and every future administration. So we'll keep our eyes on that one for our listeners. Okay, listen to this story. Two young students under investigation after they're accused of tasing each other at school. Now, somebody's somebody's parents are going to be in trouble, whoever got the taser. Where did they? Yeah. It happened Thursday morning on a playground at PS 169 on the Upper East Side. Police say a 13-year-old girl used a taser on an 11-year-old boy and then forced the same boy to tase another student. She forced him to tase another student. Little girls can be bossy. Unbelievable. So... Where where they got this taser? Yeah, that's any charges announced against these teens? Not yet. We don't have that information yet. But it's like a pretty. I mean, hopefully, hopefully everybody's okay. But certainly, whoever got that taser from their parents or wherever they got it, their uncle, wherever it, it came from, they're, they're going to have some splaining to do. And don't they don't they have to go through metal detectors now when they go into school? I, Depends I on the school. Yeah. Wow. 
Maybe it should be mandatory. All right. David Banks officially, yes, tapped as New York City's new schools chancellor. Introduced yesterday by incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams. So this happened at PS 161 in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Those bugles you hear now is David Chancellor coming in. Help is on its way. Help is on its way. I think John Kerry made that famous years ago. Banks says, there's a song, Help is on his way. Banks says among his goals is to make education fair for all students, regardless of ethnicity. He's been big on that. And Banks, of course, replacing outgoing New York City Schools Chancellor Misha Ross Porter. Her reign ends as New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's does in uh, closing out on December 31st, Jacqueline. Some of you will not want to hear the latest from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert. It means more jabs. Fauci said Wednesday that the definition of fully vaccinated in America will eventually change to require a booster dose as well. So no right longer now, just- Kate, I don't see that changing tomorrow or next week. But certainly, if you want to talk about what optimal protection is, I don't think anybody would argue that optimal protection is going to be with a third shot. Whether or not it officially gets changed in the definition, I think that's going to be considered literally on a daily basis. That's always on the table. Fauci also hinted health officials are already investigating the potential need for a fourth dose of the vaccine after people receive their boosters. Hmm. So none of this is official yet. No, no. But, but this is what he, he Where it's headed, where thinks. it's expected to head. And if he says it, if Dr. Fauci says it, it's probably going to happen. That, yeah, I think eventually we're going to have the combination flu shot. COVID shot booster every year. But what will that do to us? Will we have to, will we get extra like sick days just because everyone knows you're going to be like in bed for however long after them? We're going to have to see what happens. So um, one more story to tell you about now. This one is interesting. Five-year-old, but well, I'm glad about that. Five-year-old is okay. Cops searching for this morning for a guy who stole a vehicle with a child inside. Probably didn't know that this yeah. kid was inside the car, but who leaves their car running outside the post office? It Not all began I. when this uh, driver of a Nissan Rogue, we don't know who it was, if it was a parent, a babysitter, right. uh, left this vehicle idling right in front of the post office on 167th Street in the Morrisania section of the Bronx. The car with a five-year-old found. Child's okay, but the sky is still at large. Alright, WABC News time of 5.58 and uh, let's do a little bit of good news because we had some very good unemployment news uh, yesterday, Jacqueline, in your early report. I know that there was a plunge yesterday announced by the U.S. Department of Labor regarding their latest figures at the end of last week. So especially for our investors who are listening, this is very important news. The number of Americans applying for unemployment has dropped last week to its lowest level in about 52 years. It points to more evidence that the U.S. job market is recovering from last year's COVID-19 recession. The U.S. Labor Department says claims dropped by 43,000 last week to 184,000. Officials say overall, just under 2 million Americans were collecting traditional unemployment benefits for the week that ended November 27th. All right. So more signs that the economy is improving and repeating our breaking news this morning. Julian Assange's extradition to the United States has been granted by U.K. judges. So he will be on his way back to the United States to face charges related to WikiLeaks. We are coming up to Bernie and Sid in the morning at 6 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. Deb Valentine and Jacqueline Carl in four. Frank Morano and Juliet Huddy. Frank, enjoy that baby. Juliet, hope you're feeling better. And uh, maybe they will. They, maybe Juliet's back money. We'll see. All right. Have a great weekend.